Welcome to the long-awaited Pointless Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Where me and Priyam will talk about all sorts of stuff. Um, my name is Walter. My name is Priyam. And um, we're two students from the Netherlands living on life in Chile. Welcome to the Pointless Podcast. Welcome to the Pointless Podcast. This is the intro of the Pointless Podcast with Brian and Walter. And yeah. Yeah. And really enjoying it so far. Are we? <laughs> I am, at least. I yeah. am too. We've That's been good. here for four weeks now. And um, yeah, we're going to the university here. And we're going to share our experiences, share the people that we're meeting here, share our thoughts um, with no specific direction or incentive in mind. And we hope you enjoy it, really. Yeah, we will talk about basically anything, I think. And I think some sort of our, our starting point will be our experiences here in Chile. Um, and then we just go from there. Yeah. And, uh, see where we end up. That sounds very good. All right. Brian. Yeah. How did you end up here? <laughs> how did I end up here? Yes. Do you mean here in this room? Or do you mean here in Chile? Um, do you mean on an exchange program? Wow. Um, yeah, let's... Let's start off with why you ended up going to a different uh, country on the other side of the world on your own. Um, well, yeah, I mean, then I have to go back really far, I think. But I've always wanted to uh, to travel the world and uh, go somewhere that is just really different uh, to what I'm used to. Right. Um, and I think... In uni, you have a perfect opportunity to do that. Um, so yeah, that's basically why I always wanted to do that. And because of COVID, um, it also kind of fueled my drive to go abroad and to go mm. really far. Because uh, during COVID, you couldn't travel. Uh, and I saw a lot of people that wanted to travel, wanted to experience stuff that couldn't do it. So I was really happy when we could do it again. Um, so yeah, that's why I went on an exchange program. Cool. You think that's a good answer? Um, I think it's very valid. All right. Do, are you are you comfortable being this far away from everything you've always been used to, or do you even feel like you're far away from everything you're used to being here? Um, no, I feel uncomfortable at times, but I think that's good. I think that's part of the experience. Right. You should be uncomfortable. Um. But it's how you deal with being uncomfortable, I think. Right. Um, so if you feel uncomfortable, will you go back to somewhere where you feel comfortable? So go back to your apartment, lock yourself up in your uh, in your sleeping room and watch some free deals from the Netherlands or, or call people from the Netherlands. Um, if that's your response, uh, that's fine. But that's not what I want to do. I want to be uncomfortable. Uh, because I think that will make you a richer person, actually. Right. What about you? Whether I've been uncomfortable here? Yeah. Um, I do think that since being here, it has been somehow easier to be in, 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 in touch with what you're feeling, really. Or it has at least been more intense. There's been more time to reflect 
because the the moment that we all as um, exchange students, which has become quite a uh, a tight or like a, how do you say this properly? The group has has formed very good bonds in the time that we've been here already. Yeah, but, which makes sense. Right? Yes, of course. But four weeks ago, we all came here and started from scratch, basically. Yeah. And I think that has led to at least more awareness about how, at least for me, how I how I create uh, connections with people, in what way, how it influences me. And uh, through that, I think um, I've been growing. And it's been nice, but at times... Um, I just need a bit of, of, of time also to reflect on that. But it's been good. So a little time for yourself. But, but can you name an example? like <clears throat> so An example? Yeah, of like you said that you became very aware of how you connect with people. Yes. So do you have an example of that? Um, oh, it's, it's very hard to, to put that into words, I feel like. But I'm going to try. Um, when when meeting new people, especially in an environment where everything is new, um, people are more incentivized to um, to establish new bonds because I think we as humans always look for allies. Yeah, we're social animals. Right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. But it, it makes you also not necessarily advertise yourself, but put up a certain image of yourself. That oh, people yeah, are more, yeah. oh yeah, likely to like, and um, while I do that, I'm also aware that I don't really want to put up any image of myself because there's no purpose in people knowing parts of me that I am not. But it's very hard to do that. Yeah, people seeing you for something you you are not. <clears throat> yes, and they will find out eventually. Yeah, but it's also very natural, I think. Yes, and of course. I I also don't think that you can ever truly break free from from this it's it's a mechanism yeah yeah i think that's almost impossible but, yeah uh what is interesting is when you go abroad and you're in a completely new environment um and you don't know any of the people here uh that you can create a whole new image of yourself yeah uh, which is also very refreshing um but yeah I'm, I'm not sure if that's if that's really good but uh but it is interesting. It is. Because it's also something you do subconsciously, I think. Yeah. It's not that you are very aware of it while doing it. But yeah, I've noticed it myself as well, that I, I do certain stuff different than I would do it in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. Because it's that's, that's kind of the image you want to put out there, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just a journey of establishing your own healthy self-image. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Pian. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's time um, for you to... Right, me and Pian haven't known each other um, before we came here. Um, and oh. Oh. I, after four weeks, I, I'm, I am comfortable with calling you my friend. Oh, that's good. Yes. Um, it's the same for me though yeah oh how wholesome guys <laughs> wholesome podcast <laughs> um i think it would make sense for you to describe me in the way that you 
see me. Oh, no, that's interesting. Vice versa. Um, All right. Should I start? Sure. All right. I would describe Walter as a careless spirit, a happy-go-lucky guy, a guy who is delusional in the sense that he believes Limburg is a real language. <laughs> who also, <laughs> who has a mum still buying him his clothes, and who has adopted the British top boy accent <laughs> without having any link to the country, let alone the streets of London. <laughs> but he's also a pretty good cook, especially if he has some eggs near him. He's very well able to communicate with local Chileans without any understanding of the Spanish language. And he's just an all-round pretty sweet guy. Wow. So, so far, my introduction of you. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. I, I don't have um, <clears throat> such a well-iterated uh, piece I'll of text. I'll put that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, wow, that, that was very nice, Brian. I appreciate <laughs> Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um... Brian, the guy who is able to conceptualize stuff in a way that I would think is very healthy, who has very healthy morals um, and is able to, to, to choose a side um that benefits um multiple people in a situation if that makes sense that was a bit vague um also i think brian is able to have a very critical point of view is able to invoke emotions in me but also in others and i think that's a great skill um he's smart and um, overall, also a very sweet guy. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> that was cool. This has been very wholesome so far. Yeah, and maybe in yes, true. But we'll we'll have and now we we'll get into a very heated argument. Yes. Uh, yeah. Let's change it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of that sentimental stuff. <laughs> right. No, no, that was nice. No, but Thank it's you. good, and it's and it's up to the listener to to establish a a certain understanding of who we really are, because yeah. it's, it's just our point of view, of course. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was good. Um. Why are podcasts a thing? That's a very good question. Yeah. Because I notice myself listening into podcasts and I think it's an interesting phenomenon in these times that people seem to have uh, not a very long attention span, if I put that correctly. Um, so it's an interesting phenomenon. It's, it's, it's a bit of counterculture, actually, yes. you could say. But in now also podcasts are, are kind of past that point that it is a counterculture and it's become very, yeah, very it's mainstream. Yeah, it's becoming very mainstream. I it's think, interesting, yeah. Yeah, I, I was thinking about this and um, I think that uh, obviously there are many different people that listen to podcasts. but For um, different reasons as well. Yeah, for different yeah. reasons. And I think often um, it is being listened to as a form of distraction. Um, and since people are looking for, I think it's an increasing trend that people are looking for a form of um, distraction in their day-to-day -day life. And podcast helps with that, whether you're in the train, doing dishes, 
cooking. Um, it's something different than music. It's easy to listen to. So why not listen to music then? Um, it's a different world. Like, there's only so much to gain from m music, you know. Yeah. Okay. I, it, I mean, it's more. Yeah. It's it's, it's, it's a different world. Um. Yeah, but I I, th I assume that there there's also people that um, listen to podcasts while they're doing absolutely nothing. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, for me, it's also pretty difficult yeah. because it's there's not a lot of inputs that you're getting from a podcast. It's it's purely listening, and yeah, we're yeah. not really used to that. But I think that the thing with podcasts is that. Uh, people also often lis listen to conversations they really want to be a part of. Right. Right? Right. So, an inf uh, like a conversation between two scientists with yeah. very uh, interesting point of views. Yeah. And with a podcast, you f almost feel like you're there on the same table. You're right. And I think that's very, that that is very unique. Yeah, and it does make it very personal. Yeah, and because you don't have any image, you can make the image of two people sitting across of each other in your head, hmm. which is very different than TV or talk shows. Right. Um, so I think that is maybe sort of the power of podcasts. Right. And yeah, it's just, uh, uh, you you feel part of a fun conversation. And I, I sometimes as well have the urge to like uh, interrupt someone in a podcast and <laughs> <laughs> tell them my point of view. I will have to tell you that Priyan is the master of interrupting. <laughs> He's very good at it. <laughs> oh, thank you. No, that was not a compliment. I mean, still thank you, though. No, I, I mean, to an extent it is, to another extent it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's necessary. Yeah, I agree. Especially if, with you. If, if you, oh, wow. Well. <laughs> no, yes, if you want to send a conversation in a certain direction yeah. of which you know that it will benefit both. Uh, people, then it's good to take responsibility at times and to interrupt. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So another interesting question is what, uh, why do people make podcasts? What is their inner drive mm. to make podcasts? Well, often in this world, it's the desire to succeed or to really? take part in a certain trend. Yeah. I think often when, when something is already a thing or becoming mainstream people want to participate in it in order to participate in it jump on the wave right? yes yeah. so in that it's very hard to truly create something original yeah especially if you come from you do it for uh, opportunistic reasons right? yeah i don't think that's gonna create anything good no that's why we are called the finest <laughs> podcast <laughs> Yeah, that is. And it is also quite, wouldn't you say it's quite arrogant to think that your conversation or the conversation you have with uh, other people is that interesting that other people mm. would listen to it? That's a good question. No. I mean, for me personally, ultimately, it's not up to me to decide whether it is. Um, it's up to others. And I think people are either bound to listen to your content because they have some personal relationship with you or they are interested in your personal life, um, like celebrities or influencers who also oh, do yeah. a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Um, or the content speaks rather than that the persons yeah, right. speak. 
And um, yeah, I hope that will be where our strength lies. But yeah. Yeah, honestly, see. my inner drive is just, I, I like the process of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are sitting in this. Um, uh, we should explain a little bit. Yes, we <laughs> we are sitting in a very cool, um, well-designed radio room in our university. Yeah. And um, Which is great that they have this here. Yes. Last week, me and uh, Brian came up with the idea to to, um, to start a podcast. And then the same evening, um, a Chilean friend, which we only met on that night, heard about it. The next day, she went to um, this audio guy called Jan, yeah. who is um, recording everything right now as we speak. And... Um, we made an appointment with him and next week we're sitting here in Chile. Yeah. Which is also very, um, it's, it's remarkable here in Chile how everybody seems to help each other out. It's, it's absolutely mind blowing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's, I think it's something yeah. that without wanting to have anything in return. Yes. I, and it often I, I question whether there is something lying behind that because I've never been used to such um, hospitality. Yeah, like hospitality, yeah, generosity, yeah, that kind of stuff. And I think where we come from, it's really different. Yeah, it's much more, um, especially if you don't know someone that well. Um, your relationships tend to be a lot more transactional. Yeah. So uh, if you do this one thing for me, I will do something back for you. And I feel like the culture here is really different. That you don't have to do anything. Yeah, for I think people are already more comfortable in in gaining something from them giving something to you. Yeah, if that makes sense. Which is really great. Really yeah, it has been very great so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, it's up to us to figure out our ways how to um, how to be as less of a gringo. <laughs> as we are <laughs> in those interactions we're still fighting much gringos right? yes we are, we are yeah. yeah we are a bit yeah oh well yeah but it's interesting and uh you know it's it's one part of chilean culture i mean yeah i think i could call it chilean culture that i'll definitely uh learn something from and maybe even internalize yeah which is like uh like maybe maybe also the point of traveling, right? right. To become a richer person by by seeing uh, or by adapting different cultures into yeah. your own uh, yeah. lives. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's what we've been talking about in one of our classes. Um, how to travel properly. Yeah. How to experience properly the contact between a self and the other. And that interaction between um the the it's it's the need to to experience a form of discomfort but in the extreme yeah. sense to then ultimately go back to your own self and reshape readapt that by the experience you're having because if you wouldn't have that experience it's impossible that's why I think we have such a great opportunity here. Yeah. Also to experience that discomfort. And uh, when you experience that discomfort, you can do with it whatever you want. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what we talked about before. Um, but it's, I think, the way to go is to evaluate it. Uh, look how it corresponds with the values you have with mm -hmm. uh, uh, the culture that you internalize yourself. <clears throat> and uh, I think you can judge for yourself if it would add something to uh, how you look uh, to the world, right? yeah. how you see the world. I agree. <laughs> um, how many people do you think you've talked to in your life? <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to pretend like we came up with this question ourselves? Uh, <laughs> we had a friend who asked uh, this question to us and... Um, it was Lily. I think it, we should say that Lily, because otherwise we Lily is very, a little mad. Lily is a very sweet girl yeah. that we all really um, admire. She's not with us here today, obviously. <laughs> but her influence, yet again, is very much apparent. Yeah, and it is a very, very interesting question. Yes, it is. Well, it's not because there's no real answer to the question. It's just a thought-evoking question which makes you think about all the people that you've had a form of interaction with in your life and how it has shaped you. All right, but let's try to come up with an estimation. <laughs> <laughs> and let's set the parameters first, okay? So right. <laughs> when would we call it a conversation? Or when would okay. we say that you Okay, so we're saying conversation or interaction. What? We're saying, like, the question is uh, with how many people you've had a conversation. Yeah. Okay. So would we say that... Uh, <laughs> when is the conversation? If you say something and the other person says something back, right? Yeah. That, yeah. Basically. I mean, that's not necessarily the definition of a conversation, but rather an exchange of words, <laughs> which is a conversation. But yeah, yeah. No, I know you, you get what I mean, right? Yeah. All right, but maybe we should put it like that. Yeah, interaction yeah. is yes, like yeah. you say something and someone. Yeah, says something. yeah, that's a conversation. For now, so, yeah. if you would have to estimate now, how many people have you talked to in your life? All right, I would say, well, this is going to be very. Uh, I'm going to have a very mathematical approach. There's um, 20 years. Let's say you meet. Nah, it's hard, man. Mm. Yeah, I would say like you have 365 days in a year. I've yeah. been around. I've been <laughs> on this planet for 22 years. Yeah, so uh, that's like uh, let's say 70. But of course, like in the first years, you don't talk too much, right? No, but 7,000. All right, 7,000 days approximately of which you've lived like 4,000, like something like that, quite consciously. To an extent. Right, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is going nowhere. I'd say No, no, I want I want I'd say around 30,000 people. Is that a lot? It seems like a lot. When you when I you think it's I think it would be more. Wow, but that's crazy. And this is, is crazy. <laughs> this is where we also Because I don't have like 30,000 Instagram followers. No. <laughs> but there are some people. <laughs> but there are some people who have. There are some people who have. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that they've talked to those no, persons, right? No, no, that doesn't, no. Okay, so I'll, I still want to do the math, all right? So 365 days in a year. I've been on this planet for 22 years. So that's times 20. 
which is like 7,000, 8,000, I would say. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. So 8,000 days I've lived and how many people, how many new people did I talk to every day? Uh, I would say like on average, maybe 20. (laughs) 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 This is just a very wild guess as well. I'm not really sure. All right. So that, that would mean like 20 times. Uh, okay. I lost my train of thought here. Right. Let's agree that there's no real answer, but it's still a very nice thought experiment. It is. And it also made me question, um, the, the randomness of relationships that, that come out of that meeting of new people. Yeah. Because let's put it differently. Uh, like nowadays in, in the last month, how many new people do you think you've talked to? Of course, it's quite different now last because month? we're in Chile, so that um, could be higher than on average, but it's probably been around, uh, at least a thousand. But yeah. yeah, probably. Right. And with some of them, we have formed greater bonds than others. Yeah. Um, it's 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 weird how once you once you then start to know one of these one in a thousand people that you also become more emotionally inclined to um to deal with them or to be influenced by them do you mean when we form relationships yeah. um i get to know you you hold a greater, uh, I mean, power has a certain connotation. Yeah, but I understand what you mean. Yeah. Like influence or something. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it's very, it's very logical principle, but I wanted to ask whether it's almost like when we, when we meet someone and get to know them, we become psychologically inclined to believe that we were supposed to meet or there was uh do you believe that? No, not necessarily. Not but neither. I, I do think that often we um, handle those relationships in a way that um, that that we value those people that we do meet that come into our life more highly than those people that we've either only said hi to or that we've never had an interaction with at all. Isn't that weird, Leanne? <laughs> <laughs> that we value them more yeah yeah, that's just basic human nature i know i know Uh, it it was just a thought i had and i I was just questioning it i know it's nature right now but i don't think it's necessarily something that contributes to our species no but it's interesting because i think like you could compare this principle with um like the way the west has responded has responded to the war in ukraine Compared right. to how they Whoa. would respond to the war in the Middle East. We're going into that now, yeah. <laughs> should, we know, there, the, should we go there? <laughs> I don't know, but if you do it really quick, it's it's because for the West, people in Ukraine feel closer to them. Yeah, you're right. It's um, that they, I don't know. That they, they yeah, you're right. It's a very practical example of, of humans. Yeah. Um, finding a group to belong to and yeah. identifying with that group about awesome. culture. Yeah. Culture. We'll talk about that in, a, yeah. in another episode. All right. Um, 
Right. Um, do you have anything else to say? <laughs> um, well, let me think for a little bit. I think it's been quite pleasant so far. Yeah, me I, too. I see a book on the table right here. Book. Yes. And I was interested why that book is there. Right. I brought a book um, and I'm going to read a passage right. to end off this podcast. If you don't have anything else to say anymore. No. And um, could you introduce it a little bit? Yes, I will. It's called Flies by Olga Tokarczuk. <laughs> and I, um, Where is she from? Russia? No, I think from Poland. And right. I got this book from a Pol Polish friend. A good okay. friend. Um, But it's in English, right? It's in English, yeah. She won a Nobel Prize in Literature. Um... And it's about travel in the 21st century and human anatomy. And I think it's quite relevant to our situation here in Chile. Um, All right. Right. So. Excited to hear it. Yes. This is the end of the podcast, by the way. There's yeah. no possibility to add any comments <laughs> or whatsoever. So I want to thank the listeners for listening. Me too. Um, for sticking with us. Yeah. It's been great. It really has been great. I want to thank you. I want to thank John. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. <laughs> UII, like in general, yeah. that they made this possible for us because it's really great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, goodbye. See you later. Cool. Every year, we take a trip. We've been doing it for seven years, ever since we got married, said the young man on the train. He was wearing a long, elegant, black overcoat. And he was carrying a stiff briefcase that looked like a little, that looked a little like a fancy container for a set of cutlery. We have tons of pictures, he was saying, and we keep them organized. The south of France, Tunisia, Turkey, Italy, Crete, Croatia, even Scandinavia. He said they usually looked at the pictures several times. First with their families, then at the office, and then with their friends. And after that, the photographs got safely tucked away in plastic folders. Like evidence in a detective's cabinet. Evidence that they had been there. Lost in thought, he gazed out the window at the landscape that seemed to hurry off somewhere. Didn't he ever think, what does we were there really even mean? Where did those two weeks in France go? Those weeks that today can squeeze into just a couple of memories. The sudden onset of hunger by the city's medieval walls and the twinkling of evening at a cafe where the roof was covered in grapevines. What happened to Norway? All that's left is the chill of the water in the lake that endless day. And then the daylight of the bear. Oh, sorry. And then the delight of the bear brought just before the top shot. Or the arresting first glimpse of the fjord. The things I've seen are mine now. The young man, suddenly revived, concluded, slapping his palm down on his tie.